Hey guys, Cody here just reminding you that the best wrestlers in the world are coming to Iowa for the UWW World Cup at Extreme Arena in Coralville this December 10th and 11th. This one-of-a-kind dual-style competition features the world's very best men's and women's freestyle wrestlers repping their home countries and going head-to-head to decide who is the best wrestling country on the planet. You'll get to see Team USA's biggest wrestling stars like Jordan Burroughs, Kyle Snyder, Tamara Mensah-Stock, Helen Naroulis, so many more. There's no better time than now to be a USA wrestling fan, and there's no better time than now to get your tickets. Be sure to go to worldcupcoralville.com. I put links in the show notes so that you guys can get all the information you need. You're not going to want to miss this. One more time, get your tickets at worldcupcoralville.com. Number one, obviously, all glory to God. And then there's a campus, the most efficient organization on the planet. I'm going to put a plug in because we're in the damn state of Iowa. Bobby Telford, I'm the baddest man on the planet. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I'm glad you're here. Happy Wednesday, October 12th. Welcome to the first of two shows I actually have planned for you guys this week. Next one's going to come out on Friday, looking ahead to the U23 World Championships. Got quite a bit of Iowa flavor on the uh, men's and women's freestyle teams that'll be competing in Spain next week. Kind of, uh, I keep saying unofficially kick off the season, but, uh, you know, kind of the first really big major competition where we're going to see some of these guys and gals in action. Um, But today's show entirely on Iowa State. The Cyclones had their media day um, yesterday, Tuesday in Ames. Uh, We got to hear from Iowa State coach Kevin Dresser, a handful of Cyclone wrestlers. I like media days. Um, They can be super hectic and, um, you know, can really kind of maybe paralyze you a little bit just with so much that's going on. Um, but but I do like them because it serves as, as a kind of unofficial kickoff to the wrestling season. Um, I know practices, you know, quote unquote, officially started this week. Um, but Media Days really kind of opens up, um, you know, our major coverage part of the year. I know our, our coverage specifically in Des Moines goes all year round, right? Because you've got the high schoolers doing freestyle and Greco stuff. You've obviously got recruiting on and off. Um, various other competitions throughout uh, throughout the year. Um, you know, I mentioned U23s, right? So there's um, always seemingly a lot going on, but like Media Days really kind of kicks off the the winter portion, the folk style season, the college season, the upcoming high school seasons. Um, and I, in, in that sense, it's kind of fun to just kind of get around everybody again and um, you know, come up with some stories and talk to people and, and create a list of things you want to do each season. Um, and thankfully for me, at least, we've got one media day each week over the next month. Um, Iowa State was this week. We got Northern Iowa next week in Cedar Falls. And then the Hawkeyes will be the week after that in Iowa City. Guys, wrestling is back, finally and again. Um, for these Media Day Wrap podcasts, uh, got a little bit of a structure that I'm going to try. Um, we're going to break down the lineup, who's gone, who's back, quick run through the starting 10. Um, I'll offer three quick takeaways from Media Day, just kind of what I saw, what I heard, what I think. Um, and then finally, we will get to some interviews because we obviously got to talk to a lot of different members from the program, and I'm excited to share some of those with you guys. So yeah, that's kind of the order of today show. Let's hop to it. Let's start with the lineup. Um, Iowa State's lineup has a chance to be pretty pretty good this year, at least I think so. Um, you know, a lot of returning talent 
uh, from last year's team that went 15 and one overall in dual meets, uh, including eight no spotless record against Big 12 competitions. So regular season uh, dual meet conference champs. Pretty cool for the Cyclones to go through that. Um, you know, nine NCAA qualifiers last year, and seven of them are back. If I'm just kind of off the cuff here. Anyway, um, who's gone? Only two major guys, really, Ian Parker and Jarrett Dagan. They were kind of the mainstays at 41 and 49. Um, Parker, Big 12 champ, four-time NCAA qualifier. Dagan, Dresser's first All-American as Iowa State's coach. So their presence and um, as well as their personality is definitely going to be missed um, in the room this season. Who's back? Seven returning NCAA qualifiers, um, led by the three All-Americans, David Carr, Marcus Coleman, Younger, Bastida. Um, but there's also Kaisen Terakina at 125, Ramazan Adesayev at 33, Joel Devine at 174, and then Sam Schuyler at 285. There's also Zach Redding, past NCAA qualifier, um, who figures to be in the mix at 133. So if you're keeping track, the rough starting lineup for Iowa State this year, as it stands right now on October 12th, um, 125, Ty- Um, maybe see Corey Cabanban, uh, maybe Connor uh, Nopik kind of in the battle there, but right now he's the front runner. 33, Ramazan Adesayev or Zach Redding, um, you know, if you're kind of into reading lineups. Um, 141, Casey Swiderski, a true freshman from Michigan. We'll touch on him a little bit more here in just a moment. Uh, 149, Paniro Johnson, a true freshman by eligibility standards, but another exciting young addition to the program. 157, Isaac Judge or Jason Kreiser or maybe a few others are going to be in that mix. At 165, David Carr, duh. Uh, 174, another interesting little bit here, Julian Broderson or Joel Devine. Um, And then 184, Marcus Coleman. 197, Younger Bastida and then 285, Sam Schuyler. So that's mostly what I gathered. Um, Obviously, this is going to be subject to change. Iowa State has their Russell-offs later this month. That'll probably help set the lineup for the early portion of the season. Um, And then obviously the schedule performances are going to ultimately dictate um, who emerges, who gets opportunities, and who solidifies themselves as as the starters, as the season goes. Um, So yeah, that's kind of the the lineup, who's who's back, uh, who's gone. Um, Three quick media day takeaways. Um, had a lot, um, so I kind of narrowed it down to these three um, kind of lineup heavy thoughts, really. Um, and the first is I kind of touched on it, you know, again, a couple of freshmen who are going to likely start for the Cyclones this year, and they're filling um, some pretty major holes that are um, left by the outgoing seniors, right? Mentioned him um, earlier, Casey Swiderski, true freshman from Dundee, Michigan, and uh, he was the headliner of the Cyclones' heralded 2022 recruiting class that was ranked number two in the country. Um, he came to the program as the number three overall prospect. That's pound for pound in the 2022 class. Um, four-time Michigan State champ, junior men's freestyle national finalist. Uh, he was a winner at Flow Wrestling's Who's Number One event. Uh, Kevin Dresser called him a savage. Brent Metcalf called him a backwood dog. David Carr called him a beast. Um, so yeah, lots of excitement surrounding Casey Swiderski coming out of the program during media day. He slated to go 141, um, wrote a longer story on Casey out of media day. You guys can go find that in the show notes. Um, going to be pretty exciting to watch him develop this year. Um, I know that there's, again, a lot of excitement surrounding him and, and his entry into the lineup. So, um, you know, assuming 
all goes according to plan. Um, you know, he's not only just going to be the dude this year, but he sounds like uh, Dresser believes he could be a dude um, at 141 nationally this season. Also, Panero Johnson, um, first-year freshman by eligibility standards. He's originally from Pennsylvania, was actually part of Iowa State's 2021 recruiting class, um, but he was one of the handful that gray-shirted last year, uh, continued to train with the Cyclone Regional Training Center. Um, he competed in various open tournaments and uh, obviously did the freestyle thing in the spring and summer. Um, as a U-20 wrestler. I actually wrote about him a little bit this past summer um, and very excited to kind of get to follow his career this season and into the future. Got an interview with Panero at Media Day. Um, very contagious, outgoing personality. Um, really fun dude. Um, so really excited to kind of see him uh, get on the mat and compete this season, right? Um, the exciting part about these two guys being in the lineup, and I alluded to this in that story on uh, Swiderski, is that they're really the first guys who are going to take the torch into the next phase of Iowa State's rebuild, right? Dresser, he's in his sixth year now. Um, and think back, that first season, 2017-18, um, Cyclones went 8-10 and 10 in dual meets, took seventh at the Big Ten Championships, and had just one NCAA qualifier, right? In the four seasons since, Iowa State 44-13 and 13 in dual meets, um, four consecutive top three finishes at the Big 12 Championships, six different wrestlers have earned All-American status, right? The next step that Dresser's looking for is to break into the top 10 at the national tournament, um, which is something this group of freshmen will be tasked with doing. Um, Dresser and company, they spoke very highly of that group during media day. I know Dresser's been very high on this guy, on these, on this group of freshmen as they've kind of come together. Um, a lot of them are going to redshirt this year. Guys like Manny Rojas, MJ Gaetan, um, the Frost Twins, Carter Fausick's part of that group as well, Ethan Perryman, another California kid. Um, you know, and then a handful of gray shirts like Nate Schoen, um, older Helgerson from, uh, from Johnston. He's in that mix there as well. Um, a lot of those guys are going to redshirt this year, so we're not going to see a ton of them immediately, but Swiderski and Panero, um, they're going to provide kind of the first glimpses of what this particular group is made of, um, which is kind of an exciting subplot, um, entering this season because they're, those are the guys that are going to take the torch. And, um, you know, I think the way I phrased it in, in one of the interviews was that, you know, this group of freshmen is really what's going to push, um, the program forward. Um, had a really good conversation both with Dresser and with Brent Metcalf just kind of about, you know, what they're bringing to the room and, and the expectations they have for these guys over the next four, five, six years. Um, that was the first takeaway. Uh, take uh, two vets are out and they're being replaced by two high-powered freshmen, right? Second big thought, um, David Carr bumping to 165 means that the lineup battle that unfolded last year at 165 has really just moved to 157. Um, David's jump to 165 makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons, naturally just getting a little bit bigger and stronger. Um, he ultimately wants to grow into 74 kilograms for his freestyle career, um, which is 163 pounds. He's actually wrestling 74 kilos at the U23 World Championships. Um, that was the same weight where he won a junior world championship the summer before um, you know, his first season in the Iowa State lineup. Um, but it also, maybe in a weird way, kind of helps fortify the end of Iowa State's lineup, or at least the back end of the lineup, right? So now you've got David at 65, uh, Julian or Joel at 74, and then Marcus, Younger, and then Sam Schuyler. Um, you know, that's 65 through heavyweight, right? So that's pretty, that's a, that's a nice back end there. Um, I would say that, that that's going to do pretty well in most duels. So while David makes the bump up, 
it really only moves another problem elsewhere. The Cyclones used three different wrestlers at 165 in dual meets throughout the year last season, um, and a handful of others um, competed in open competitions and whatnot, and a lot of those same guys are now competing for the starting spot at 157. Isaac Judge, um, Jason Kreiser, who was a uh, transfer in from Campbell, Andrew Huddleston, who um, believe he came from a D2 school and now he's training in Ames. There's other guys who are listed at 157, like Cam Robinson, Ben Monroe, um, on and on and on. So it'd be kind of interesting to see who ultimately emerges from that weight um, as the season goes along and, again, who solidifies themselves as the starter when we get to March. Um, Third takeaway, another lineup battle. Um, I just find this one to be pretty interesting. Um, it's at 174 pounds between Julian Broderson, Joel Devine, a couple of homegrown Iowa boys, uh, Broderson from Davenport Assumption, Joel Devine, formerly Joel Shapiro from West Des Moines Valley. Um, and that's probably why I think it's super interesting, just two homegrown kids who you know I've known for many, many years um, battling it out for a single spot, right? Joel manned the spot last season, qualified for the NCAA championships. Julian was the starter um, during the shortened 2021 season. Um, he went 14-5 and five last year. He's kind of floated between 74 and 84. Um, but really what kind of makes this super interesting, to me at least, um, again, just kind of a wrestling nerd in my own little bubble here, um, he had a lot of freestyle success in this past spring and summer. Julian Broderson did. Top 8 finish at the U.S. Open, qualified for the U.S. Senior World Team Trials, so he was able to go through that entire training process, um, opened up a lot of different doors for him. He talked about... Um, you know, going out to the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs this past spring and summer and just getting his hands on so many different dudes. Um, this could be a battle that maybe ebbs and flows throughout the season. And so, again, be kind of interesting to see who ultimately takes the reins here when the time comes. So that's the lineup and, and three quick thoughts. The rest of today's show, just a series of interviews from Media Day. Um, we'll start with Iowa State coach Kevin Dresser. Talked to him for about 10 minutes, um, and he touched on a lot, right? Program overall, how the guys move forward after last year's national tournament, which you remember day one, not great. Um, but days two and three, obviously, with, with David and Marcus and Younger all coming through um, the Russellbacks to reach the podium and earn All-American status, ended up pretty okay, right? Um, so talk to them about how he moved forward from the national tournament last year, expectations for this season as well. Um, also talked a lot about David Carr, Casey Swiderski, Younger, Bastida, and his continued development, and a handful of other things as well. So we'll start with Dresser now, then we'll hit on the others on the other side. So here's, uh, here's Iowa State coach Kevin Dresser from Media Day. My turn. Well, we're uh, you know super excited, like I'm sure a lot of people are this time of year. Uh, we think we've got a really good crew, and I think the you know I think the theme here is just progression. I think we've progressed. It's hard to believe that uh, this is Coach St. John and Coach Metcalf and I are entering our sixth year at Iowa State. Uh, time flies when you're having fun, right? And uh, this has been fun and continues to be fun, and I think we've got a chance to have a really fun year. So with that, I'll let you guys talk to me. What's the challenge and the opportunity for David to move back to I think that's great. I think challenge and opportunity are the two words, and I think that's what he, he strives for, and I think that's what he's about. Um, you know, 57 was a weight that was, you know, he really had to, to focus on and not that he did a bad job there. It wasn't the difference in him winning or losing and when he won and when he lost. Um, it was just work and, you know, I think with David's personality, and you know what, just to be quite honest, is when you have that kind of skill, uh, 
you have the luxury of picking whatever weight you want. And he picked 165 this year, and that is really what it boils down to was he decided, you know what, I'm going to focus on eating, and, you know, I might not ever get more than seven or eight pounds overweight, but that's fine with me, and that's where I want to be at. So um, I know he'll be ready to go. I know it's a good weight. I know it's a deep weight, and I think that makes it even more exciting. That's something you can go tell your grandkids that you picked the hard weight, and you won the hard weight. Coach, you touch a little bit on what this freshman class is doing for the upperclassmen coming in and putting pressure on them. So when this whole freshman class thing started, I did not realize it was going to morph into such a big class uh, with some gray shirts that we had around last year that are now technically freshmen as well. You know, I think we're right at 20, uh, 19 or 18 or right around 20. Um, so there's uh, strength in numbers, and these guys happen to be also pretty darn good wrestlers. Um, they're very competitive, uh, the whole group. Uh, they've really bonded together. I think that they're, you know, going to be, you know, make a difference right away for us. I know they have in the room in terms of just pushing the older guys, and there's no back, back seat taking right now. I, I can tell you that with this freshman class. I know a guy like Casey Swiderski, you've been high on him since he got here. Um, what does he bring? What have you seen so far? Casey's just a competitor, and, uh, you know, he's kind of that savage dude you like to have in your room. Uh, I always tell everybody he's a little savage, and if you pick Casey, uh, you better be ready to go. And he's going to be an exciting guy for Iowa State fans to, to follow over the next five years. Uh, he's just uh, uh, it's really important to him, um, and he loves to compete. And when he gets dialed in, uh, we saw it a couple times last year when he got those opportunities for those big national-level matches. Uh, he did a great job. He's the one listed in the starting lineup right now. Who who are some other freshmen that have impressed you so far in the early going? Well, you know, we've got a lot of guys that have done a good job. I hate start, you know, mentioning names. I mean, we've got, uh, you know, Rojas and Gaetan and then the Frost brothers and, you know, Nando Velascuse and, gosh, I keep going, the Perryman. You know, we've got a bunch of guys that, that have really stepped up and done a good job for us uh, in the freshman class. I probably forgot somebody there mad at me, but I already gave them the disclaimer that if I don't mention your name, don't take a personal blame it on my age or something. What's the next step for younger? I think the next step for younger is just continuing to um, get better folk style wrestling. I mean, that's the, I think that's the beauty of younger is he really likes to learn, and he's really taken uh, it upon himself to try to ride now. He's even been trying to pin guys. Um, obviously, we have to continue to evolve in the bottom and be ready to pick bottom every time this year. And I think the other thing that uh, is just learning how to wrestle a seven-minute folk-style match is a big difference in wrestling a freestyle match. Um, just the difference of all the wear and tear on the mat when you come over and you've never learned it is, is the thing that he continues to evolve at either. But that dude's a competitor too, right? And I just think you got to be a you got to be a strong competitor to get it done anymore at this level. You can be talented, you can be good, but if you're not a competitor, and he's boy, he's a competitor. Have you seen guys like Terakina, Skyler, Ramazan really respond after how they ended their season last year? I think there's going to be some guys that we're familiar with name-wise that are getting ready to step up, though. Um, you know, you got Terakina, you got Ramazan, you got Redding, you got, uh, you know, Judge, you got Skyler, you got, you know, of course, everybody knows Coleman and Younger and David, but there's a bunch of those, those guys there that I think uh, 
really made some improvements. I know Sam Schuyler made some great improvements over the summer. Um, really excited to see him compete. What are some of those improvements that he made? What did you see from him? Well, he, I think I think we always knew there was a good wrestler in there. I think more than anything with Sam was just getting to believe in himself. Um, you know, for a guy that is big and strong as he is, um, he's got to get him, his, him himself on his side. If that makes sense, he's got to get he's got to become a bigger fan of himself. Um, so I'm trying to get him a whole lot cockier. That's my goal is to get him really cocky this year. Um, and uh, once we get a cocky Sam, we're going to have a really good guy. No, 65 was a little bit of a revolving door last year. Um, this year with David there, 57 could potentially be that weight, or, or who who do you expect to maybe stay up what, there? We've got a lot on. of guys right now, 57, that are obviously going to 57 that are really looking good in the room. I mean, we've got, uh, you know, Judge obviously is probably the slight favorite, but, uh, you know, we got a transfer in last year from Campbell. Uh, Jason Kreiser's really been looking good. You know, we got this kid that transferred in, Huddleston, uh, from a, a small college in Missouri that's really, I feel, improved a lot. We got the Stotts kid uh, from Des Moines that's always been in there. So 57 Russelov's going to be a doozy. Don't have any predictions there. Zero. Zero. Coach, very successful dual season last year. When putting your schedule together for this season, any adjustments to that based off the, you know, the performances or where you go? No, I mean, I think the one thing we uh, – we wanted it to get on our schedule this year that we weren't able to get on the last couple of years was like a two-day tournament. So going to the Southern Scuffle will give us that. We wanted to get that on there. I don't love the timing of that tournament because I'm a big believer in sending kids home over the holidays and giving them a break and such a long season. I mean, we open November 5th, you know, and we're not done until mid-March. Uh, so that was kind of the one adjustment we made uh, where we're, we're going to do that. Uh, but, you know, we've got a pretty darn tough schedule and it just kind of worked out that way based on who we owed trips to and who, who owed us trips. And, uh, you know, I don't know if we necessarily went out and got anybody. Well, besides, you know, going to the, you know, the Florida and the New Orleans thing, that, that definitely is going to step up our schedule. I mean, looks like right now we're set to wrestle Wisconsin on the first Saturday night in November. And I think I just saw rankings out that we're nine or they're nine and we're 10 or something. So right, right away out of the gate, we're going to get a top 10, top 10 match. The timing of the New Orleans trip and then the scuffle, is that going to, I mean, it might be too early, but impact who might go to what or if you send the 18 to the scuffle? Absolutely. We'll, we'll have to make some, you know, we'll see where guys are weight-wise, health-wise. Uh, I don't see us taking 10 starters um, to the Southern Scuffle. I would like to. That would be my goal. But just in terms of resting and seeing how guys respond and how young guys, you know, we're going to have a couple young guys in there, how, how they do with their, their weight and stuff like that, we'll see where it's at. But Bro that's the goal. Yeah. Uh, Broderson's a guy that you have listed at 74. Um, I know he did the freestyle thing last spring. What, what have you kind of seen no, from him? No, and that's a guy that when I, when I mentioned all those names, that was a guy that I forgot. Julian did a great job in the offseason. You know, he, he did a lot of freestyle. He spent some time in Colorado Springs. All stuff he didn't have to do and he did do. So 74 is going to be very competitive. Joel Devine is coming off of a, a knee surgery, and he's, he's going to be cleared to start wrestling here in about two weeks. So we'll probably hold him out of the first wrestle-off, but he'll be in contention for that weight really soon as well. By the time we get to you know, December, he'll be back you know, full steam ahead. So knock on wood, we're really healthy. He's like the last guy we kind of got to get, get back in there. Must have aced it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Must have aced it. Sure. All right.
Good stuff there from Drescher. Uh, as you guys heard, high on Swiderski, very high on David, of course, um, as well as Marcus and Younger, and just kind of ready to get the season rolling, right? Russell-offs are later this month, um, and then the Cyclones kick off immediately once November hits at the Battle in the River City in Florida, where they're going to wrestle uh, Arkansas, Little Rock, Campbell, and Wisconsin. Uh, should be a great test to open the season. Um so yeah, and then away we go, right? Um, got a handful of interviews to round out the show, a uh, handful of wrestlers as well as assistant coach Brent Metcalf. We'll just hit them all in a row right here in this order. Uh, talk to Younger, um, who talked about his continued development and folk style and just kind of what he hopes to accomplish this season. Also got to talk to Casey Swiderski, transitioning into life as a Division One wrestler and the expectations that are in front of him. Peniro Johnson, like I mentioned earlier, just kind of what he learned from his gray shirt year and his own personal goals uh, for this season. I hope you guys really get to hear the the energy that kind of comes from him as he talks. Um, just a really fun guy. Um, Julian Broderson, got to chat with him about his freestyle experience this past spring and summer and um, how he believes it's going to help him this year. And then finally, got to talk to assistant coach Brent Metcalf, uh, talk to him about the exciting freshman class. Um, the challenges ahead for Swiderski. They're both Michigan guys, so I was kind of curious his perspective on that. Um, and then obviously, um, you know, he's one of the primary coaches for David Carr. Um, so we talked to him about bumping up to 65, what that does for him, and then also just preparing for the U23 World Championships in another um, international freestyle competition um, and the opportunity there in front of David. So enjoy the interviews. We'll send them right in a row, and then we'll wrap up today's show on the other side. Thanks, guys. Younger, where do you feel like you grew the most last year as a wrestler? I think my toughness, I can say. Yeah. I, I got very, very tough, like, from last year to now. Like, I think that's the, my, you know, the, the thing that I grew up. Is it hard to learn? Is it hard to learn toughness? Well, I think that you like born with that, but you gotta like if if you don't work hard, that like, you can be the toughest man in, in the world. But if you don't work hard, and like, you can be tough. You know what I'm saying? So I think it, you you can you cannot learn that. You you have to work. The wrestler said you need to be a competitor at you know to wrestle your way. What does that mean to you to be a competitor? How do you describe what he means by that? Well, my own words, it's like I have to try to win every single practice, every single run, trying to win every single, you know, and left, try to left more than everyone. So I think comparative is, is that. You're trying to win every single thing that you do. The success you experienced last year, how much did that kind of push you in the offseason to continue, you know, trying to master this folk style thing? Well, I think... I got. A, I I feel like I can do better than what, what I did last year. Yeah. So, and then one thing that that like pushed me to do that is like I, I wasn't like very happy with my fifth place last year. So that thing was the, that pushed me to keep working hard. Was there a match last year that sticks out of one that? Said, hey, I, I can be, I can compete at this level. These are the guys I can stick with. Well, I got a couple matches like that. I, in, the, in national, with the guy from Missouri, I lost like one zero. I know that I can beat that guy. And then the other match with the guy that, from Wyoming, that I lost like three and two. 
This season, as far as uh, maybe being a leader in the team, you know, where you won last year, what kind of different role have you stepped into this year? Uh, different role, just like I can say, like keep pushing with my team and with my the new guys that we got. Like see, like hey, if you work hard, like you can achieve whatever you want. So I think being like the All American here. From last year, I think, yeah, it's, it's just that. Just like keep pushing the new guys to say, hey, let's go. We have to work hard. We, we can do it. You can, you can go whatever you want. Just work hard. I know you and Marcus were pretty frequent workout partners, and you guys kind of pushed each other a little bit last year. Um, how nice was it to, you know, experience that success together last season at the end of the year, both? I think it was pretty play. nice. I think it's something that we both enjoy. Like because we here in the room, like outside the room, we are friends, but here is another story. So I think we we both after we we were like we pretty pretty like happy and excited for what we did, and then now we we know that we can like keep if if keep, if we keep doing that, we can you know keeping good. We we will like keep better. Yeah. Like, A lot, of, a lot of emphasis on this freshman class. You know, Coach, uh, big excited about this class. And you know, we're here at Media Day. You know, is this leading up to this day, leading up to the season? Is, is this what Iowa State? You know, what you thought it was going to be? Yeah, 100. Um, what I thought, when I what I pictured. Um, you know, it's a, we got a really tough room. Everybody works. We work really hard here. Um, the plan is, you know, change things this year, and we're here to win. That's the plan. And. Uh, it's been really fun so far, training, and uh, I'm excited. What's the? When'd you get on campus? What have the first few weeks, months been like? Um, it's been it's been fun. I mean, going to class, just uh, getting into the swing of things, like class practice. Um, then you got your tutor sessions, whatever. And uh, you know, it's good. Routine's good, and, and getting in that structure of, of life, and uh, you know, it's good for you. You know, so it's it's been been really good. What have you learned about the transition from high school to D1 wrestling since you've been in the room? Um, you know, I learned a lot. I mean, I've when I, going through high school, I I worked really hard. I was in it with uh, Dave Habit. You know, he was a D1 guy. He was second at the NCAA's. And you know, he kind of told me I was uh, I'm gonna be ready. And uh, I I've been in tough rooms. I was pre I'm prepared for this. Uh, it's definitely a little bit of a change. You know, more consistency and a little bit longer, but. I love it. You know, it's awesome. So, yeah. Talk to the impact of guys like Carr, uh, maybe Marcus Coleman, who's been in a long time. Obviously, the entire weight yeah, yeah. guys, but still leaders of this program. Yeah, hundred percent. What What have they meant to you in this transition? You know, um, they meant a lot. You know, just watching them. You know, I'm in here a lot anyway. Like, yeah, as a role, they're good role models because they're always in here, always in here, extra. You know, first ones in here, last ones to leave type stuff. And uh, obviously, that's stuff to look at. And then, uh, you know, they're always looking for, like, that extra one-on-one -on -one help, you know, that their little details. And then, obviously, I get to wrestle with Carr, too, and, you know, he shows me stuff, and we scrap. You know, it's fun. And uh, Coleman's, you know, he's obviously way bigger. You know, I, <laughs> I mess with him a lot. You know, like, hey, I'll give you, I'll give you a takedown, you know. You know, so it's, it's really fun. The guys here are amazing, and I'm, I love it. So Scrapping with a guy like David, what have you, what have you learned from those? Um, you know, he's 
you don't get tired. You know, he doesn't get tired. Uh, and his hands are going to always be on you. Uh, and it's tough to be able to stay going forward. He's always coming because he's just coming at you. And uh, you get tired, you know. <laughs> I, I am a little smaller than him, but I don't care. You know, it's whatever. I don't care if you're bigger than me. I'm, I'm here to win. You know, obviously, it's David Carr, but, you know, um, you're going to get tired and uh, he's going to take you down, but you got to figure it out. Yeah, I can get him back up. So. Yeah. Um, I know Coach has, um, you know, he's mentioned you as, as one of these true freshmen that's going to have, he's going to give you the opportunity to compete for the starting spot. Um, not something he does very often. Was yeah. that part of the conversation during the recruitment process, or when did those kick off? Yeah, you know, I talked to Metcalf about it, and I was like, hey, you know, he said, well, if you're going to be the guy, then, you know, be the guy. You know, it's whatever, you know, if you're, if you're whooping everybody's butt in the room, and then do it, you know, it's like whatever. And uh, so I, that was the plan. You know, I want to, you know, I said in the interview not too long ago, like, you know, if I want, if I, aspirations are to win you know four four national titles then you know i gotta do it right now so like that's the plan you know 141 is, is the move this year and uh you know gotta suck down some weight but uh, i'm on a good path you know been being disciplined for myself and uh i'm doing good and i'm excited i'm really excited you know we got competition coming up about inside a month, and it's gonna be it's gonna be really good. I mean, I'm I'm excited about it. So. Yeah. How much have you followed that? It, oh, it always seems like there's more and more true freshmen, like right out of high school, that that get to go immediately. Yeah, you know, I kind of I noticed it. You know, like now high school wrestling has evolved so much. Um, I've noticed it. Like there's a lot of high school guys that you'd be surprised they're ready to go right away. Like the, the rooms and, and the opportunities. Hissy Dursky is a beast. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, the rooms and the opportunities right now, like in high school, is like unreal. So like a lot of guys are ready to go. It's it's the guys that are you know they're talented and they're scrappy, but it's the guys that that start to fade is when it gets tough. You know it's like you know there's a lot of talented guys, but once it starts you know stuff hits the fan, you know that's that's where you find out where you're made from. You know so. Yeah. Do you remember a moment where you kind of felt like you know hey I'm I'm ready for this. I think I can do this. Yeah. You know, I mean. I, I'm always going to be confident in myself. I'm not going to lie to myself. You know, um, I I want to be the guy. You know, right about junior year. You know, I planned on. You know, it's it's your dream. You know, to be in, in an NCAA champ or in the lineup, whatever it is. But I mean, if you set your goals up here, and if you fail, you, you know, you're still good. And so if I set my goals up, NCAA champion, if I, and my failure, the All American, then whatever. You know, but you know, I'm gonna be, you know busting it for sure. You know, like I'm gonna be working. I have to, you know. I, I love, I love, I love the grind, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just ready to go, man. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. So. so you were one of the many dudes that gray shirted last year. What yes, was, sir. what was that year like for you? Because I know you were still, you were still out wrestling. Um, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a good year. I, I'm very thankful that I had that year. It was uh, a lot of training. I was in here. And I was training every single day as many times as I could getting as, be- as good as I can so I'm really thankful for that year I think that was the best thing for me last year yeah when you go into a year like that where it's kind of focused on growth like what was maybe the primary thing or a couple of things that you were hoping to get out of a year like that I was just trying to get better than I was the day before so you know uh, I was just focused on getting better you know when I first came I learned fast, like it's just a lot harder than what I was expecting or thinking. It's a lot harder than high school, and I was ready for that, you know. I'm just, all good things are hard, and you gotta work for them. So I was, I was expecting that, and I'm, I was ready for it. So. Yeah, what was the biggest thing you struggled with when you first got here? 
Uh, the runs. <laughs> Everybody know I had a cardio issue, but the runs that killed me when I first got here. I remember I got really, I got a lot, lot better now, like times of thousands. I've been doing way better and everything, all my cardio areas. But I remember I first got here and the first run we did, it was, it was under two miles, like probably like a mile and a half. And I remember like a mile in, I just started walking. I just sucking like, wind. <laughs> I can't, because I was trying, I thought, I thought, like I was, I thought I was good. I thought I could keep up with everybody. And halfway through, I just broke. I was like, all right. <laughs> But then I got better and better, you know, so. Yeah, who are some guys, like it's easy to probably look at like David and Marcus and Younger, right? The returning All-Americans as guys that you followed. But I mean, are, is, is it easy to say that those were the guys that you kind of looked up to or, or who else were you kind of leaning on? I looked up on? to a lot of guys. You know, me, I personally already feel like I'm the best and I always felt like that. But I personally do feel like I could look up to a lot of people, even if I'm better or worse to guys. Like, I could look up to people for different things, you know, like, uh, David's great wrestler, uh, Marcus Younger, they're all All-American, so obviously I look up to them, but I even, I don't want to say look up, but I respect and I try to learn from even some of these young guys, like, uh, it's a pretty good freshman class coming in, <laughs> you know what I mean, so like, guys, like, just the way they work and how they mind think, I try to learn from everybody, you know, like, I might be better than a guy, takedowns might be better than my, uh, on top, on bottom, but he he better than me at defending a shot. So I'll be thinking like, all right, let me try to figure out how to do do it like how he did. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. So you go through this year of growth. Um, still wrestled quite a bit. Now you're coming in this year, and um, Dresser sounds like he's going to give you the opportunity to go right away to compete for that starting spot. What's what has the first few months been like since the school year started? Uh, school been not a problem for me at all. Wrestling been good. I've been uh. It's been tough in this room, I can tell you that. <laughs> so, like, I know I feel like 100% is my spot, but nothing is given. You know, I still got to fight for this spot just like everybody else. You know what I mean? So Yeah. Is it exciting to be able to, you know, to know that you have that opportunity right out of the gate to, yeah. you know? Well, I always expected that out of myself. Like, even, like, I never expected to be not starting. So, yeah. it's like, you know, but it's not given still. You know, I still got to wrestle off and I still got to. A really good person I have to wrestle off who talent wise and almost or just as good as me so uh, I'm just focusing on getting better and I know me personally I feel like my best is better than anybody else's best so if I could just perform at my best I feel like I could beat everyone so that's what I'm focusing on. Absolutely love that mindset man. Um, last question I had for you was you know coming into this year where do you feel like you've improved the most you know just from last year to this year? Uh, from last year to this year probably improved the most well not I'm not done improving but I'm improving mentally a lot more like uh, I always had the mindset that I was the best but I always had the mindset I was the best competitor you know I gotta have the mindset I'm trying to get to the mindset I'm the best in the practice room I'm the best again the most takedowns when we in practice and I took you down 10 times and I know I gotta get 11 I'm the best at uh, trying to win the runs that's why I've been trying to get stronger mentally there because like uh dresser kind of say like the swagger and I, I think i have they i have the swagger but i gotta have it in the wrestling room you know what i mean so i have it outside the wrestling room i compete as hard as i can but everybody go hard when they compete you know so if i just perform better in the practice room i feel like it make me 10 times better on the mat and when it's uh go time um 
You've been in kind of a weird spot the last few years, right? Just like that 74, 84 range um, where there's just, there's always like a lot of really good guys and it feels like the last few years you've been one of the odd guys out. What have you kind of learned through that experience? You know, uh, being in a good program like this is kind of where you want to be. You want to be in the lineup and you want to be competing for your spot or else, like, what's the point? Like, if you're given the spot, you don't really feel like you earned that position on the team. So, yeah. um, I mean, it's a blessing in disguise, I guess you could say. And now I feel like this is my time of year to get ready and be in the lineup and be that guy for our team. Yeah, where do you feel like you've grown the most, um, not just over the last year, but really since you got into the room here? I mean, I think if you can ask anybody in the room if uh, they were to have me do five single legs and five high crotches my freshman year, I would have probably been able to do zero actually clean <laughs> shots. But now I think I've been able to work a lot in the last three years to be able to get to really good leg attacks and starting to add that into my live wrestling and now into my competition. So I think that's definitely like the biggest thing I've learned since being here. Yeah, um, bouncing back and forth between 74 and 84. Is there Are there benefits to, to being down at 74? That sounds like that's the weight this year. Yeah, for this year, for sure. And it's there is benefits. Obviously, there's a bigger uh, weight cut, but at the same time, I feel a lot stronger at that weight compared to even at 84. But um, I think that's probably definitely the most beneficial part of going to 174 is feeling lean and mean and feeling strong there. Yeah, talking to David, like he, you know, him staying down at 57, like he talked about how like, you know, that demanded the best lifestyle out of him, right, in order to maintain that weight and that just kind of, that allowed everything else to flourish. Is that the same thing for you or, or how do you approach it? Yeah, it's the same. I mean, it comes to every every day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, all the snacks in between, it's got to be perfect, it's got to be dialed in. I got to be in here doing extra cardio and that just builds my shape when it comes to competing. So at the end of the day, it's really a blessing. Yeah, um, and then I know like spring and summer, like maybe a little bit quietly. Like you, I mean, you did a lot of freestyle wrestling, like at the U.S. Open, at the Senior World Team Trials. What did you gain from that experience? I gained a lot of knowledge wrestling. I mean, I only did, I only trained for about a couple weeks, two, three weeks before going to that tournament, and I really worked a lot with all the coaches of freestyle. And freestyle does translate really well into folk style. So working with Coach Carr and Coach Metcalf and St. John in that little off-season skit we did for the freestyle, I think it helped a lot. It's good transition really well this coming season yeah tactically where do you feel like you grew the most from just experience and all that again I think it would be like learning my high crotches and single legs really well learning to kind of put guys on their backs and getting those big points in freestyle but really just staying on my feet most of the time for a couple weeks yeah like it helped a ton and then like now you get in a folk style you work in top and bottom but stay on my feet in that time period helped a lot yeah is there something like I mean like growth between the ears too because like when you're at the world team trials right the senior world team trials like yeah. those are some grown-ass men out there oh yeah that's definitely it's definitely uh it was different going out there for the first time especially going out to vegas wrestling probably being one of the youngest guys in that bracket and then going to the world team trials where i'm pretty sure i definitely was the youngest kid in the bracket <laughs> one of the youngest kids in the whole tournament so it was really cool to go out there and wrestle against really high level guys and um, kind of we went out and trained at the otc too and i was able to work out with some really good partners out there so that was awesome yeah who'd you get to roll with out there I wrestled with Mark Hall a little bit, okay. and then, I mean, I hung out with these guys, and I wrestled with David. He kind of let me, like, jot in with some of him and his friends that he knows out there, so yeah. it was really interesting. Does he feel bigger at 65 now? Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be scary at 65. Absolutely. What was it like rolling with a guy like Mark Hall? He he seems a lot bigger when you actually stand oh, next yeah, to him. Oh, yeah, for sure. He, <laughs> you see him in, like, pictures. He looks, like, a little shorter, but, I mean, he's he's good height. He's good build. He's really smart is what I would say. It was, like, the biggest key with working out with him. He was helping me, like, he worked. 
he works at Penn and I'm an Iowa State guy. We just kind of happened to match up together at the OTC and he helped me with some positions and feeling it out and he was really uh, educational for me. Absolutely. Um, kind of alluded to this a little bit, but confidence level coming into this year, where, where's it at compared to years past? It's definitely higher than it has been. You know, going, having a summer like I did where I was able to go to the OTC and also be able to go to the uh, uh, U.S. Open, I was able to learn a lot and be able to build confidence by being in such a high-level environment. You know, it's pretty hard to look down on yourself when you're able to compete with such high-level guys and be one of the guys to go out and train at the Olympic Training Center. It's a blessing for sure. Absolutely. Um, I know first week officially, right, of practice, yep. but like what's what's a successful season look like for you? All-American is anything short of that is not acceptable in my opinion so whatever just kind of building up on that and as high as I can go that's where I'm going to be yeah how much does that has that goal maybe like evolved as you the longer you've been in the program yeah starting freshman year I mean I was kind of a goal I was visioning and then as I progress and just all-american that's what I haven't done yet I haven't been up there and I, that's really what I want to do I think my year I started two years ago when I was I should have been a national qualifier if it was any other normal year yeah. when they had the bids all messed up. But in my opinion, I'm there. I'm at the tournament. I beat guys that have been at the tournament, and I practice with guys every single day that are all American. I practice with David, who's a national champ. So I see why there's no reason for me to be up there in that high level. Absolutely. Coming into this season, how I, clearly there seems to be maybe not a different vibe, but like the evolution of like clearly there's a lot more confidence in this room. Yeah. Um, is it easy to like attribute that to like the freshman class that's in here, or like where do you think a lot of that positivity and confidence comes from? Um, I think, I mean, honestly, I've heard a lot today about the freshman class, um, and there's a whole ton of truth to that. But I think you give a lot of credit to uh, your senior leadership too, you know, because those are the guys that kind of steer the team, right? Um, and. You already had, let's just say, your three All-Americans, right? So those guys oh, did a great job. They've come back this year with renewed energy. Um, and then they're just kind of, I, I think what you've got is a whole other group of guys, too, that have kind of jumped up, right? And then you insert freshmen that are stoking the fire, right? So to me, it's a combo of things. You can't just say, well, oh, the freshmen came in and motivated everyone. Well, they did, yeah. right? Because they're young and they're not supposed to, you know, not supposed to be fighting so hard, right? <laughs> so um, that's what's been really great. But without the leadership up top, without the standard being set up top, um, I think that you don't have that. So um, really, I think it's it's just a good collision of both. I think that you've got our older group of guys that you see in here every single day, you know, every single off time. It's starting to be where you don't talk about it anymore. It's the guys are just in here doing it. Um, and they're pushing each other and helping each other. It's just, it, it is a really good one. Yeah, um, I know a lot was made when, when David won the whole thing um, yeah. to show that guys in this room, you know, hey, it's possible. You can go be a national champ. Yeah. Um, was there a similar impact by the way that those three guys got to the podium last year, having to come through, yeah. you know, the, the hard way, right? Having to come through the Russellbacks. Is there yeah. something to that to say, like, hey, like, you know, that there are there are more ways to, to accomplish your goals here? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you could probably say that there was more, more value in that because, that, you know, probably argue that it's easier to say, well, oh, that's David. Of course David won, right? Yeah. Well, dude, now, now three of them did it, right? Yeah. And you guys are all boys. We're buddies. You know, it's kind of like your best buddy does something. You believe you can? Well, yeah. You don't know any of that much different than I am, right? So certainly I think there's a lot of that. Um, I think the other guys that were at the NCAA tournament, um, there's definitely been a feeling that they didn't get what they wanted. They felt it. And then a lot of times when you walk away from that, um, it's kind of like, oh, 
like I was there. Like I was like that close. Like I, I got it now. I, I, I really truly believe that I can go do the things I want to do. You know? um, so I think I see that too. Guys are really instead of saying, "Oh, coach, I want to be an All-American," it's like I'm a be one. You know, you got like that, that swagger, right? Which doesn't guarantee anything, but it does bring unbelievably good effort to the practice room every day, right? Yeah. It brings guys that come in with a smile on their face, excited to get to work. It brings two guys that are battling each other and not giving up an inch just because they both want the same thing, you know? So, yeah. you know, we talk about energy, you talk about how you raise levels in the room. Um, a lot of it just starts with, you know, their belief. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you talk about the value of seeing guys do it. Like, I, I guess I think of like Marcus Coleman, right? He's a guy that's been in the program, um, and you guys kind of helped take him from you know superstar high school wrestler to you know now he's an all American. Yeah. Um, I imagine that his example, that's got to help a lot, resonates. right? Resonates yeah. with any any one of the other dudes in here who who at some point or hopefully now still thought, well, hey, I want to I want to do it, but. Well, Marcus did it, just like, you know, I can do that. Yeah. So, for sure. That's definitely a thing. Um, and then, yeah, and then you got the young freshmen coming in that step in, and, and they saw it too, and they're saying, well, hey, I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to do it right now. Yeah. So that's good because those guys don't get a chance to rest. They don't get off days, right? Because you've got young pups hyping at your heels, or at your heels, and if you don't, not ready to roll, they're going to get you on that day, right? Yeah. Um, one of those young guys, um, Casey Swiderski. Been hearing yeah. a lot about him. Been watching him really mostly, you know, through the end of his junior year all the way through his senior year of yeah. high school. He's another Michigan kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what makes him so special? Um, the thing I'm excited about him is just he's, I kind of jokingly call him like a backwood dog. He's just a mean, tough kid, right? Um, he's a competitor. Compared to the highest level, so you know you put him in the spotlight, down one with a minute to go. He's got the swagger to go get him, right? Um, but yeah, just kind of that. I don't know you say that Michigan kid, but you, that, just that kind of tough grittiness, uh, not giving up anything, just trying to beat people up in the room, sort of. You know, like yeah, um, kind of exactly how I was raised. You know? <laughs> so that's what I love about it. You know, I sit and watch every day, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't gotta. I gotta tell you what I want you to do, you know? So that's what's been exciting. But again, he's young, there's gonna be a lot of tests ahead for him. Um, so, you know, his, his biggest deal, like any freshman, is gonna be figuring out the, the, you know, the bottom position and then understanding the importance of your weight management and doing things right, all the little things right. Um, and he's gonna have probably this year figured out. Yeah. Right? Um, a lot of times, freshmen have a whole year to mess up three or four times and say, oh, shoot, well, I guess when coach says do it right, I need to do it right, you know, so, um, oh, yeah, that to me will be the big balance. The kid can wrestle. The kid's a competitor. Um, he's going to be toe-to-toe with, with, with the best. Um, but so that's kind of my focus a lot with him right now is to make sure we nail down those little details uh, the best that we can, control the things that we can control, and then screw it, let, let it fly out on the mat. Absolutely. Um, other thing I want to ask you about was David. I know you work a lot with him, especially um, you know getting up for a big freestyle competition yeah. next week. Um, where have you seen him grow since? You know, obviously he was disappointed in his finish last yeah. March, but where, where have you seen him grow the most? Um, I think just continuing to mix things up. You know, I think he, like anyone, this happens a ton. Get stuck in a rut where you know he's just got a single and single and single. He's got so many more tools. Um, I think a big thing for him is just kind of continue to develop and you know use all your other tools that you've got, whether it's your movement, your face, and things, so that we can get back to that single, right? 
there's no secret Dave Carr is going to hit a single. Right? <laughs> uh, we can tell the whole world that right now. Um, but you know, instead of being so one-dimensional, you know, picking up the pace with whether it's hand fight or whether it's fakes, and just open. He's got other offense off of there, but using that stuff to then we can get back to our single. You know, so I think there's been a lot of focus on that. Which again, he's got the tools. It's just kind of reminders. You know, yeah. Okay, like, hey, remember not to think this way, to think this way, right? Yeah. Um, it's been a lot of work on that. Um, again, he's the way that he operates is, is really impressive, and by that I mean you've got a letdown like that. A lot of guys get power sorry for themselves, and he does a great job of doing the opposite, like feeling more enthusiastic and being more excited about learning, right? Um, and then the other thing that's unique too, which I've enjoyed, is in terms of he's got me. He's got me and I don't like having a much anymore because it's just like... Well, he's bigger too now. He's bigger and he's strong. Um, so, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it just ignited a fire under a beast that we, didn't, we ain't ready for. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, you did this at the highest level. How much does going up a weight, bulking up a little bit, getting a little bit bigger, getting to eat a little bit more, like how much yeah. does that maybe free him up a little bit to... You know, I, I, does it free him up a little bit to maybe hit some of those other attacks or to open it up a little uh, bit more? Or? It should free you up to, in all honesty, um, to leave more of it out there, right? Yeah. So I think a lot of times guys get concerned, like, because maybe our cut weight, like, oh, yeah, I think really his first match of his career, actually, um, you know, went out there and went from zero to 100 in the first minute and got, like, literally just died yeah. and then get beat, right? Um, so maybe there's a bit of holding back where I think when you feel good and strong, you know, like, hey, like I've done all this training. I, I do this every single day in the room. Like, just go put it all out there. Like, if the guy can just bear to stay with me, then good for them, you know? Um, so, it's, yeah, I think it'll be good. I mean, I, I was always, I personally didn't really love cutting a whole lot of weight, so I went <laughs> as close to my weight as possibly good. So. Yeah, um, I think the last thing about David, um, talked about him being one of the leaders pushing this program forward or at least setting that foundation, you know, for maybe some of these young guys to carry it forward. Um, another international opportunity for him. I know he's done the age level thing to do it at U23s again. Like, that's I, how, how crucial would that be for, for the program, for just the Iowa State wrestling community? Like, that's that, it's a big deal. I know U23s maybe sometimes gets forgotten yeah. a little bit, but it's a big deal he's coming up on. No, uh, 100% it's a big deal. Um, I looked at the uh, entry seat the other day. I think that there are three medalists, senior world medalists in the weight class at least. That's just me skimming through it real quick. Um, so it's a quality competition, and you don't have Russian for right? <laughs> um, so it's going to be a quality competition. At the end of the day, um, and I talked earlier to someone about this, but it, to me, it's and I know he's wired this way. It's about your legacy, right? Every day, these guys walk by this this wall right here, the Olympic world champions. Um, and you want to keep putting your, you know, add add lines to that list, right? So this is an opportunity for him to go at the international stage, the highest stage of wrestling in his age group, um, to go and add another notch, you know. So that's big, and I think. Uh, you know, it'll be really good for just him to kick the season off. Either way, however it turns out, um, going in and competing at that high level, if you go and win, you create some great mojo for yourself. If you don't, well then, you know what? You're going to get a nice little spur up the ass, and you're going to see a whole other level of David Carr. So that's either way. It's Absolutely.
That's all I've got today, guys. Long show, but hopefully, uh, for your sake, a good show. Thanks a bunch for listening. Be sure to rate and review the podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your shows. Follow your boy on Twitter, um, at Cody Goodwin. And, of course, be sure to subscribe to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, and videos. Probably going to start the mailbags um, after the uh, first weekend of competitions. Um, Obviously, we got you and I Wrestling Media Day coming up next week. Um, Iowa Wrestling Media Day the week after that. Going to be rolling out some lineup breakdowns. Got more podcasts coming for you guys. I don't want you to miss anything. You can find links to subscribe as well as stories from this past week in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon. 